Welcome to Creepy Critters, a podcast where we talk about cryptids in a somewhat lurid way. My name is Jesse, and with me today, on this very somber day in America's history, the third anniversary of Ted Cruz liking porn on Twitter, <laughs> uh, is, is Fiona. Hello, happy people, how you doing? It's a better anniversary to, to think about. It's less depressing, and Ted Cruz isn't ongoing dumpster fire that never stops giving it's just i know this i know this is coming out i know this is coming out like literally months after the day i just i people need to remember that ted cruz senator of the united states was horny on maine on twitter <laughs> and liked stepmom porn on twitter <laughs> on 9-11 that's what he was doing and in one window, he had open Never Forget, a bunch of bald eagles crying, coffins, you know, all that weird shit. And then on the other, he had stepmom porn and porn one. Also, who who connects their account so when you press like, it tweets it out? Who does that? Well, well no, the thing is, it was on it was on a uh, it was on a page called Sexual with Two L's posts. Okay. Yeah. But so. he had to link his account to his Twitter account so that it tweeted when he pressed like, right? Oh, no, no, no. It was a Twitter account. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he liked... F oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was one of those things. Do you remember when Pornhub and Facebook were, like, linked and then occasionally somebody would press like on a Pornhub video and it would just come up in their feed and that was a glorious time i thought it was that but no it was even worse than he was properly horny on main jesus christ yeah. oh ted and, uh, oh teddy and and i know i know <laughs> we're starting this off in a completely different direction than the entire episode is going to go i just need i just need everyone to remember third anniversary of this very somber day you know horny on main pour one out yeah, pour, pour, pour it out for your homies. Uh, stepmom porn has been popular for a very long time. <laughs> Not a new trend, just a weird one. Yeah, so today we are going to be talking about, you know, just a trend of uh, real sad monsters. Um, the Hodag. So, do you have any idea who the Hodag is? Hodag. 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 H-O- Yeah. As Hodag. In Alright. Yeah. I do not are they are they sad boys or are they sad everyone? They're sad they're sad they're sad boys. But like but like the type of sad that like uh angry young white men are. Where uh, like they're crying yeah, like that type of sad though. Not like the squonk sad. Not the squonk sad, no. Okay. Not the not the sad and gay one, more like sad and angry. Oh yeah. okay, now now I'm slightly scared. Yeah, well, you should be. Unless you have lemon. I can get lemon. Well, uh, so the hodag, uh, because I was getting this out of the uh, Fearsome Cre uh, Creatures book, has a Latin name. Uh, Deformis, Corniger, uh, Lacrimans. 
So Lactromans is sad. Yeah. Deformus the- is deformed. I don't know what Corniger is. What was that? Corniger. Corniger. Nope. I didn't go to posh school. I didn't take Latin. I can't guess that one. You weren't rich enough to go to a school that taught Latin. No. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so. Reported to be sighted and captured in 1895. Near Rhinelander, Wisconsin. This really ugly lizard. So ugly, it's distressing. It's quoted to look like this. The knob, the knobbly headed wears a, sorry, the knobbly head wears a pair of prominent bulging eyes and two heavy lateral horns. Something after the fashion of a male stag beetle. The claws are stout and powerful. The tail come, carries a terminal hook while a row of jagged stegosaurian dorsal fins, dorsal spines, Complete the picture. The smaller front teeth are formally often used for umbrella handles. It carries an umbrella in its teeth? No, no. They used to be used for umbrella handles. Oh, because this is fearsome creatures and therefore we need to get dark with it. I forget. Yeah. 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 By the way, the uh, the story of it being captured is extremely boring. Okay. I will get into it a little bit later. On I'll get into a little bit later how they could be captured, but it was very boring. So I didn't include it. So far this this monster seems goofy. Which if it has the sadness and rage of a young white man, goofy fits. Well well that's the next that's the next one. That's the next paragraph. Well, <laughs> Yeah, but but so, I just mean this. Uh, this me having read bits of this book, it doesn't seem that ugly to me. Is is my point? No, it just. Uh, in fact, oh. it just sounds like a. It just sounds like a real like horn filled lizard. Which most lizards are cute, with, with, even with the bulging eyes. Yeah, and the weird teeth. It's basically just like a bearded dragon. It's basically a bearded dragon with more like pokey bits. And Stegosaurus is, 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 is are my favorite dinosaurs, so I feel my bad other, that they're my, my my favorite dinosaur is a Carnotaurus. It's a it's a bull. It's a it's a bull T Rex. It's a bull T Rex. It has horns. It has horns. It's tinier and fast and it That's cute. And it probably wasn't a scavenger and it wouldn't let you down if it was in a movie. Yeah, it was actually, and it wasn't a scout. Yeah, it did actually hunt. I think the Allosaurus and the Conotaurus were active hunters, while a lot of the other T Rex family would be uh, for scavengers. Me and the me and the Stegosauruses will just hang out in the trees, eating leaves, and occasionally hurting people by shifting to the left. Yeah, that that was that was me when I was a teenager because I because uh, the size I am now. Was basically what I put got into like almost immediately when I hit puberty. Like I was like immediately I bulked up. I gained a hundred. Wow. Yeah, I'm not joking. Like I was a tiny little scrawny stick that gained a hundred pounds. I got broad. I didn't learn how to move in my body till I was 19. I did the complete opposite, but it kind of works if you shrink because. 
you can be as uncoordinated as you like, and you, it's difficult and to then, hit things. And, well, and also people just imagine, like, oh, look at the little pixie. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I accidentally broke three doors down. <gasps> oh, wow. Accidentally. That's, yeah. That is an impressive amount of yeah, uncoordinated failing. I accidentally, I uh, like, I was in a house that had a real low ceiling, and I, uh, I put my hands up and I knocked over a ceiling fan once. I felt like a, I'm not that tall. I'm not that tall. Say, I'm just a very bulky person. Me. I'm a very bulky person, and I didn't know how to move for the longest time. I, I used to trip all the time, like I had bruises all the time because I would fall. And the thing is, I don't bruise easily. I fell down hills multiple times. No, I was just a big bulking mess oh. for the longest time now i never now i'm graceful i never trip i always uh, catch never, myself huh? and all that stuff but like no no i don't trip no like so y- you're graceful you're <laughs> universally graceful. graceful well except for the time that i went down a, a hill at 50 miles an hour on a longboard and uh nearly tore my leg up to the point i couldn't use it yeah but that was mostly other people's fault because they weren't getting out of the way when i said hey get out of the fucking street um and I I had yeah, to, it's I had definitely to their fault for being in the street and nothing to yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on the street and they were walking slowly through the street. I mean, yeah, they, it could have been better if they were on the. Was there a sidewalk? Because this is America, yes. there might not be one. All no, right. there was a sidewalk. In fact, the sidewalk was the thing that flung me through the air. Right. <laughs> So it was. I'm still very upset with those people. Yeah, I get it. Well, I have never learned to be graceful, so I will continue to fall everywhere, but be too small for it to matter too much. It's okay. People will think it's okay to just pick you up randomly. Yeah, they do. Please don't, yeah. people. If you see a tiny, tiny person, don't pick them up. Please stop. So, <laughs> but. But uh, I forget what, where, I forget the transition to this conversation. Two thousand years later. That's my transition back. Because <laughs> I did not come up with sex life. But, but yeah, when I said that these are sad, ang- uh, the sad angry boys, um, it's fully aware that it's ugly and will often bitterly weep. But according to the fearsome creature book, you can, you can also get like uh, crystallized tears. From the hodag, it doesn't elaborate how, but they can be dissolved by lemon juice instantly. The creature um, they, or the tears? The tears. But here's the next thing: they hate to be laughed at, can be fierce and dangerously aggressive. But in a herd, can be fended off by two lemons. But basically, it's sad. But if you if you say anything to it that it isn't like, it will be aggressive towards you and try to kill you. Or if I laugh at it. Or if you laugh at it, yeah. Also, apparently they have weakness to lemons, which they do not elaborate on. I could not find any other things on it. And it's weird, because this is an American monster in an American book. Normally, they go into a lot of great detail. And I was very, like, this is why I was going to save this for, like, oh, I'm going to talk about, like, some weird lizards, you know, in an episode. I, I did find some newspaper stuff. Okay. From the turn did, of the century. Did they I found talk a lot about, of newspaper stuff. 
Did they talk about the lemons? Not that I found. <laughs> nope. The lemon thing. I just want, I just, like, maybe, maybe I overlooked it. But, well, like, I just want, like, you can't mention that you can fend them off with lemons and not tell me what happens to them. Like, I can assume maybe they could get dissolved by them. But that was their tears. You know what else gets dissolved by lemon juice? Ice. I mean, lots of things if you have enough lemon juice. Exactly, it's an acidic compound. It is. Lemon like, juice gonna, is pretty brutal. Like, like pineapple juice. Like, if you get pineapple juice, like you can disintegrate a steak in it if you put it in long enough. So, like... I mean, somebody could be doing really sick experiments, but also, if I want to keep a cat away from a Christmas tree, I put orange peels down. So maybe it's a bit like that. I don't know. The Just thing like is, I don't they know. Hate citrus. Well, well, the thing is, the reason why they're not they're not around as much anymore is because uh, because in America, after we got the trade lines and stuff, we use a lot of lemon in our stuff, so they're just away from us. And as I said earlier, they, a, a horde, a whole entire herd, could be fended off by just two lemons. So if everyone has enough, a herd, a herd, two lemons. Yeah. So just a li- like if you use lemon salt on something, it's going to immediately be like, nope, can't, can't mess with that one. I just have one of those Glade air fresheners you use in the bathroom, but it smells of lemon. Do you think that's I enough? Wanna... Maybe. The thing is, I don't know. It does not mention anything else about Do it. Do lizards smell? I don't in know the... if it's a smell. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a, uh, like a, like an acidity. Like maybe they're really basic. No way. That means they would. <laughs> No, maybe they're really neutral. Maybe they're really neutral. His base the Switzerland base would cancel out of, the I know you were being very clever. I was trying to come up with a with a funny yes and to that, and it took me too long. So you stepped over me, going the Switzerland of cryptids. It was I. I love it when that happens. Don't cut yeah. that out. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I'll cut you to sound more clever. <laughs> Don't, don't say I don't do anything for you. <laughs> oh, I I've, I've don't cut out me doing my deadpan description of how I failed, but sure. <laughs> so, so I have like a few articles here, and I'm just going to kind of read them out, and we'll, uh, you know, discuss them. So, uh, so this comes from the Bemidji Pioneer in June se- June 7th. The, the what? 1900. The, the Bemidji. Bemidji. A city, a city in Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll allow it. Be like that. See if I can. Yeah, so, so June 7th, 1900. Return of century. Um, a fear, the fearsome hodag. A hodag. A fierce animal discovered in Beltrami County. Wellington Schroeder returned yesterday from the northern part of the country with a story that beat sea serpents all to smash. He personally met a wild beast, which the settlers call a hodag. This animal, which is nearly extinct and the only one of its kind known to be in captivity, is at Wylander, Wisconsin. The hodag is a... They had it in a zoo! Pretty much, yeah. Is this the first cryptid? That's when in the zoo. You don't get them in zoos very often. Because, you know, they get captured. And people take pictures of them. 
Well, that's true, but not in a zoo. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I would, I, I'm excited. Anyway. The hodag is a meat eater and subsists on moose and kindred game, which it rushes upon and rips with its horns. It has four of these, one on the snout, three upon its back. It has a rough hide covering covered with brownish hair. Wellington met this creature Sunday in the woods near the mouth of Black Duck River, 30 miles beyond uh, Tin Strike. Wellington had no weapon larger than a knife, but he had a cannon which he, he would not dare to use it, he says. He made for a large tree. He didn't have a knife. No, no. Yeah, he had no weapon larger than a knife. But sorry. It, it, but sorry, he had but a if he cannon. had a cannon. Sorry. But if he had a cannon. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I, I thought that was the most American sentence anybody had ever read. It's like, no, he didn't have a knife, nothing that dangerous, but a cannon. He had one of those, but this. Uh, it's just a shotgun. It can only harm you from 30 feet away. <sighs> oh. Yeah. yeah. But if he had a cannon, he would not have dared to use it. He made for a large tree and found, to his satisfaction, the hodag wore feet too large for scaling purposes. The man sat on a branch and studied natural history, and the animal sawed the tree and studied the man for over half an hour, then vanished. It is said that this brute is the terror of the neighborhood and has killed a number of cattlemen, uh, cattle for the lumbermen. Any circus wants him, Mr. Schroeder, will give up his claim by right of discovery. Um, and this is, it says NB, which I'm pretty sure doesn't mean that he's an NB or non-binary, but it says NB. It may be well to add that he is not a drinking man, which is something you have to it's like you know, say in that time, because all people did was drink. All they did. It was most of what they did. They also murdered and fucked and smoked. Well, okay, they also murdered and fucked and smoked. But, I mean, but they mostly did it while drunk. True. I've got to say, that is the first description that I've been given where I've gone, okay, that's ugly. But it's mostly because of the lizard skin, but also hair. Yeah, and that has a better description than the fearsome critter book. Yeah. Like, which is why. That's actually gross. Yeah, which, which is why, you know, I have to do the extra research, because the Fearsome, Fearsome uh, Creatures book, it tends to go for a long tail, uh, like a tall tail type thing. Like, it uh, normally doesn't do a good description, which is why, you know, if I don't have anything else on it, I'm just like, well, I don't know. This is how it's described. Also, those feet. Those feet are too big. So it's a lizard with hair and giant feet. I, I still don't know what it looks like. Okay, well, th those are the two bits that stood out to me, because now I'm picturing, like, a really cute little chameleon, but with horns, but now it also has icky hair and human feet. On to number two. Yeah. So, so this comes from the Arizona Republic in February 9th, or February 9th, 1913. The Hodag scare diminishes. Correspondent says... Animals seems to have left the country. Advanced explanation. That may account lemons. for the scarcity. <laughs> it's probably lemon. Um, but <clears throat> a calm has come after the storm. A special correspondent in the Bloody Basin yesterday sent in the following letter. 
referring to the discovery and proposed extermination of the side-heel hodag, which had been killing cattle and sheep and frightening the people of uh, Verde County for the last three weeks. Um, I'm going to send you the... Um, I'm actually going to send you the uh, letters because I like making the the the, the co-host uh, read the, the stuff for um, correspondence in these. In camp on the Verde, February 14th, 1913, Valentine's Day. Hodags have been less seen lately than not quite so lately. That sentence makes no sense. We are fortunate in not seeing them, for they must be very dangerous, as they can kill a yearling calf just like nothing. Darling, our camp is right near a hill, but we are not scared because we can reach the flat easily and get the hodags all balled up on the level. Although we have been waiting for a week here, we have not seen any hodags yet, but William Kitchen, the settler about five miles up the creek, says they howl around his sheds every night. Bill has had to get a gallon keg of Applejack down from the store to keep his three hired men, and he says they don't do any work but just sit and lap up the drink. Bill wants to get the farmers together to hunt some night, but they all laugh and tell him they ain't no such animal. But some of them are really afraid of the hodag, and asked Bill to please come quick and help if the hodags get bad. You know, Bill is great on climbing hills, and they all think he would be great to deal with the hodags. Oh, Bill, I love you. Johnny Reese, one of Bill's cow punchers, which, pen in that, says the hodags live in cliff holes with winged snakes. He says he knows because he saw some of the snakes, but Bill says, go on. You've been getting too much of the Dutch courage under your belt. No wonder you've seen snakes. We have been talking to a man who said there is a funny animal's dead carcass over the range ways, and he makes it out something like our hodag. We are going over to see it tomorrow, and I will send you another story next week. If my camera is working, I will get some pictures. But the box has been on the bum lately, and maybe it won't be ready in time to get a view. Holy fuck. The fuck is a cowpuncher? Is that what it sounds like? What is the- Why has Bill hired a cowpuncher? Are his cows naughty cows? What's going on? I don't know what a cowpuncher is, but let's- let's. Okay. I figured it was just- I figured it was- Okay, let me guess. I figured it was like a person who herds cows. So apparently it's another word- for cowboy, a hired hand who tends cattle and performs other duties on horseback. But I'm very sorry, the name cowpuncher came from somewhere. Some guy punched a cow, and a bunch of other people thought it was funny enough that they called all of their stable hands cowpunchers. I mean, I'm just saying that that's definitely going to be a, a class of like a, a class in whatever next D and D game I play. It's going to be they're going to find the cowpuncher, and. Uh, Basically just a month. I can't believe you didn't flag that up before I read that. By the way, there's a guy whose official title is Cowpuncher. Just a heads... Okay, and then... So my next question, why does this person write like they're a London dandy from the 1880s? Did, did somebody just come from the West End of London into the... Well, okay, so here's a fun fact. Um, I, uh, cause I did the newspaper for 
which I don't know if you listened to yet, but the marvelous uh, fish and the Puget Sound. And all of them sound like that. What I think it is, is that the people who were educated. We're all from the West End of London. No, they just, they just wrote, they just, they wrote like a, this like really like faux elegance way. I, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And then my third question, who's Bill? You know, just Bill. This person really likes Bill. I mean, as like, Willie Nelson says, cowboys are often secretly fond of each other. Yeah, By the way, that's, that's a real good that's song. That's true, but everyone likes Bill. Yeah, and cowboys are often secretly fond of each other. Yeah, but they all like Bill. Maybe Bill. Like, is Bill maybe Bill's great. an Adonis of a man? Maybe, maybe Bill's real good. Sometimes people are just real good. No, everyone's just like, how good? You're so good. And it's like, I like you. And I mean, I believe it. I just want to know who this Bill is that is so good that everyone's enamored with him. Well. That's, I feel, I feel like leaving out who Bill is in your recording is a real bad look. And I would write to the editor if he wasn't dead for <laughs> however many decades. Well, well, if it was, if it was, uh, Ben Shapiro writing, be like, Bill. A bear of a man, six foot two. <laughs> uh, you can tell he's good because he's tall. Oh god, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> a bear of a man who isn't short. All the terrorists in this book are short. Ugh. But he's a manly man. Oh, fuck off, Ben. Okay, so, uh, why did they let them write fiction? He can barely write non-fiction. This, this fake dandy that wrote a story that doesn't focus on the two important bits, which are cow punching and who the fuck Bill is, can do a better job than Ben Shapiro. No, by a lot. Yeah, so, um, this, by the way, uh, just a few months later in April, same Arizona Republic, April 13, 1913, opposite of what it says before. You know, before, it's like, oh, I think the hodags are gone, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah. Hodags fill bloody basin. Oh, wow. Is this, the same, is this the same author, by the way? Does it have a byline? No. So did none of these have a byline? No. Okay. These also may have been a slow news day, so someone who knew how to write something just wrote something. A lie. Because that was also a thing they did back then. Yeah, that's the thing they do now. Well, yeah, but they do it better back then because you know at least it's entertaining, and not oh, and not actively and not actively trying to push the country right for corporatism. Hey, sometimes they just want to talk about that squatch, and that isn't going right wing for corporatism. Okay, sometimes some, sometimes it is that, but most of the time it's uh, trying to push the country the country right for corporatism. Spring brings a scourge of dangerous brutes. Together with another peril, hillside geyser. Fear reigns. I tried to look up the hillside geyser. Could not find a single thing on it. Okay. It's geyser. It's, it's, well, it's G-H-Y-S-E-R. G-H-Y-S-E-R. Okay. It just says like, hey, do, do you mean geyser as in the water spouting thing? Yeah. So. It- I. I so, 
What geyser is this? The hillside geyser. The hillside geyser. Okay. Yeah, apparently it's the cousin to the to the hodag. Warm spring weather has brought out the hibernating hodags in Bloody Basin and Verde counties. In addition to a new wow. pair in the shape of a breed of cousins to the hodag, which ranchers of that region named the hillside geyser. Ranchers are becoming very alarmed at the prevalence of hodags and geysers and are contemplating holding meetings and getting action in the state legislature to curb perilous pests. The following letter from a ranch hand in Bloody, uh, Bison, in Bloody Basin is self-explanatory. E.R.P., who wrote it, explains in a marginal note that he wants his communications in the Sunday Arizona Republican, as that's the only newspaper that penetrates into the fastness of the Upper Verde and Bloody Basin counties. And, of course, I have another one here. Sir, in your Sunday edition of March 2nd, I notice an article mentioning the disappearance of the dangerous hodags which have inhabited Bloody Basin and vicinity for some time. Now, being a resident here... Oh, fuck. It's a boomer! 1930s edition... Now, being a resident here, I wish you would permit me to have a few lines in your valuable column, and I will try to clear up the mystery which has been troubling everyone for so long. Your correspondent was correct when he described their disappearance and no trace of them being found, but as the warm weather has returned, so also have the dangerous hodags in great numbers, bringing with them the wild man-eating hillside geysers, whose resemblance is so close to the hodags, it is very hard to tell them apart, except when pursued by one for their speed is nearly equal to that of an express train, and their legs being a trifle longer than the hodags, they have a tendency to travel a little uphill, while if a person will keep going downgrade, he will escape them in time. Jesse, is this gentleman trying to say that he's been pursued by a hodag? Or a hillside geyser? Maybe. Because otherwise, how the hell does he know? Okay. Continuing. One of the boys, which boys? One of the boys last week, while out riding the range on the fastest horse in the outfit, has nearly caught in the race of 22 miles and as a result is carrying the heavy automatic and keeping close to the home ranch. The cowmen of the basin here, and the Verde also, however, would forward a movement to have a bill passed by the present legislature, fixing a bounty on their hides of, say, $25. This would induce trappers to exterminate the dangerous beasts. If they are not exterminated, it will be difficult for the cowmen to employ cowpunchers ah! who will not take fright at the first brute and leave the country. Hoping that some definite action will be taken in the near future in regards to this matter, and that the beasts will entirely be done away with forever, and if so, let peace and quiet reign once more in this vicinity. It would be a great load lifted off of everyone's mind who resides here. Very truly yours. Boomer. That's cool! Yeah, um, so, uh, you know... So, so they're a serious enough issue that they they want to get the the House of Representatives involved. I mean, of course. I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty serious problem. Yeah, and I need to do the conversion 
of what $25 would be in today's money. So, uh, American dollars, anyway. $654.30. Wow, I just need to capture one hodag to pay my rent for a month. Yeah. And now... Well, I live in, I live in London, so it's slightly more than that, but I'll do it. Well, guess what? I know that they don't like lemons, and guess who likes lemon salt? I like lemons, yeah. So I could be like, hey, mm, and they'll be like, oh no, and then I'll be like, blah, blah, blam, and then I'll skin them, and then I'll be like, I don't know. Rent, please. Favorite money, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... He's standing there with this. Hi, I brought you thing, money piece. <laughs> I'm like, I like a cat that brings like a half alive mouse to be like, come on, come on, come on. I did the job. Come on. I have one more before we get to our normal scheduled uh, programming. The New York Tribune, March twenty first, nineteen twenty two. Great leaping hodags. Vicious hopping horn hodags hunted in Van Cortlant Wilds. Twenty zoologists beat swamps for quill snouted barbed tailed monsters that chase the small boys and is kin to famous South American iguana. Okay. Iguanas are itty bitty yep, though. They're kin. You know, we're 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 yeah. technically related to mushrooms. We're like seventy percent. Uh, the same. I mean, it's, I don't think that's true. I would like but... to think it is because I would rather be a mushroom <laughs> person. I don't think I could handle being that tasty. So, um, so yeah, let's get to the last bit here. So. Jesse is a cannibal. Jesse is a cannibal. Twenty amateur zoologists, under the leadership of Professor McNeil Weber, formerly of. University of, formerly of the University of Minnesota, who lives in 2925 Preston Avenue, the Bronx, beat the woods of Van Portland Park all day Sunday in an effort to capture a horned hondag, which the professor has declared, but few specimens survive, in, in which being a hybrid of unclassified origin and does not appear to be in scientific works on zoology. The one thing I loved about old time in newspapers is that they they will they will print your phone number and your goddamn address, like and the yeah, paper. Cool, Larry Nichols. <laughs> well, people did that in the early early internet too. Like they would just print their address and phone numbers and stuff. Like be like, hey, anyone want to talk to me? Yeah. 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 So sweet, so innocent. Yeah, but. I mean, at that point, robots didn't harass you. Well, uh, well, so I mean, that helps. I don't know if you listened to the dollop, but there was an episode where called the Girl Watchers Club, um, where there's basically just this girl who had like huge bazongas that would like that worked at like this like stock marketplace as like a secretary, and this the Girl Watchers Club like one girl watcher was just like who would basically just dudes who would stare at girls uh, women's boobs while uh while they were walking um they were just i do listen to the dollop but i haven't heard the girl watchers yeah oh my god they printed they printed her her address phone number in the her workplace and she had like tens of thousands of men's being like awooga 
and just like doing all that oh, stuff. No. And, yeah. To the point where she just had to stop. They even printed her picture oh, in the newspaper. No. Oh no. And it was it, it was you know, it was a pretty it was a pretty person, but also at the same time, like, you know, you know, just be a creep silently and not with tens of thousands of people. I mean, I did just start watching you on Netflix. Maybe don't even be a creep in your head. Maybe that's terrifying as well. Well, that... I just, you know... I mean, you know, it used to be, you know, back in the day, you could just be a creep in the in the corner, you know? And, you know... The, that's true. No, people wouldn't... You could. People wouldn't say anything about it unless they knew you. And even then, they'd be like, oh, I don't want to confront this person about this. And then, you know... I, well, no, no, I reject your premise. <laughs> I reject your premise because I'd be a dead Victorian prostitute under ye old timey rules, and people did care. It's just that if if you wanted to be a creep at a woman, and then that woman wasn't around anymore, nobody said anything. Yeah. <laughs> but so. <clears throat> According to the Hodag enthusiasts, there's only one authentic specimen in America, and it was killed by a lumberjack in the employ of Chevlin Lumber Company 20 years ago. It is a Run by Bill. No, it was actually by the same person. All these are mentioning, when they mention the capture, they're mentioning the same story mm. that was so goddamn boring, I didn't include it. I will do a summary of it after this, but it was very okay. boring. So, but it's mentioning the same lumberjack. Um, so. But it was killed. Uh, it was killed by a lumberjack in the employ of Chevlin Lumber Company 20 years ago and is one of the prized possessions of the Northwest Lumbermen's Association. Late in autumn 1920, and again in spring of 1921, Boy Scouts encamped in the dense woods of the park reported to have been pursued by a creature apparently about four feet long with four horns on its snout with a succession of spines extending down its back over a portion of the tail and over the portion of the tail later reports of the present or of such a creature was received from other sources all of them agreeing in general description professor rubber describes a hodag as having a scaly body somewhat resembling that of a large lizard in general aspect it presents certain characteristics of South American iguanas, but differs in the latter because the iguana is a slow-moving creature and usually found lying on tree branches in short distance from the earth. The hodag is declared to be of an aggressive nature, inclined to attack rather than retreat when disturbed. The Van Corlant hodag is reported to have been found invariably in the lower and more swampy regions of the park. And search for it has been directed, especially to the swampy thickets, abound the park region. The hodag, according to the best description, is hairy of underbody instead of fish skin, like the iguana. It is incapable of great speed because of its short front leg, but uses its long hind leg for propulsion and is enabled to spring considerable distance, some say as far as 20 feet. Though no sign of the strange creature is met, uh, with, uh, was met with uh, during Sunday's exposition. Uh, uh, the searchers would try again next Sunday. 
It is hoped to add the Hodag to Professor Homaday's collection of other odd animals in the Bronx. Okay, so we've got a Zach Baggins situation going on, but with animals. Yeah. Also, it's hairy again. Also, apparently can jump 20 feet. Yeah. And it's four foot long. I mean, that. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Although. I'd say. Probably one and a half main coons. No, 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 I meant. Oh, jumping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant like lengthwise. I was saying main coons are, are. The size of tigers. They are pretty. They are pretty long boys. Oh, oh fun fact: but, this, this oh, is this hairy. is. A, I found a five dollar story, um, but I don't think you know what I mean by. Then I found a five dollar story, but I'll say that after this. Um, so I went to a cat show, and there was a Maine Coon there. And it was this little old lady, and this award winning Maine Coon, just gorgeous. Also weighed about like thirty something pounds because it was just huge. Uh, the I was just like, oh, I love your cat, and it was just it was a attention horror cat. Like it just loved being pet immediately, like you know, caught on to people, and be like, hey, I need to bring this cat to my to the uh to my to my car, but I don't. I'm I'm feeling a weak today. Can you help me carry? And I'm just like, yes, I will. And I got to hold the cat, and that was it. That was it. That's my story. But what I mean by it, that I, that's a lovely story. Yeah. But, then, but my and then I found five dollars story is basically one of my friends who I love to death. She's a pure, perfect, pure being like she is wonderful. Um, She's really bad at telling stories. But anytime she tells a story, she tells it as if it's the most exciting fucking thing in the world. And and the thing that would and we and me and her now husband would make fun of her by saying, the, uh, by saying like, and then I found five dollars because that was like, the only thing that would make actually make her stories exciting to listen to. Uh, yeah, because right. like for real, I'm not joking. Like so excitable, and I love her. She's like, I'm not joking. Like purest light. She's a being of pure light. Like she's, I don't know why she got with her husband, but they are such a good couple because they are the opposite in almost every way, <laughs> except except for some things. But I'm not going to air that stuff on here. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I got to carry a big, a, a big fat cat that was like real cute. Um, that is for really about ten cute. minutes. Also, very heavy. I think you need to upgrade for that, but you can, do, can it. do it. But but yeah, so so yeah, there's hasn't really been much uh, reported sighting since the 1940s. Um, I guess it was like this like undercurrent of fascination with it. But how did they catch it? You've been teasing. I know you say it's boring, but you said you'd sum oh, yeah, it up yeah. because I feel like you're teasing. Oh yeah, this. no, no. The what they did was they 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 found that one. Of, so basically, it was the late 1800s. I can get the exact date. Um, 1895. Um, in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Um, this this dude was walking was walking through the woods. It was a lumberjack and. And the company that he was with had a bunch of oxen so they can, like, you know, haul the the lumber. Uh, well, one of the oxen died and it died in like a like a weird way. Like it had like like they like, you know, they speculated, oh, who would be able to do this attack? Like there's no like mountain lions around and stuff like that. And, um, and it turns out that there was a hoe deck. So one of them climbed a tree, was looking around, seeing like if there was any disturbance and 
Bodak was there. And they're just like, oh, it's so ugly. And all they did was just like have a, they just made a, like a, one of those like traps that did the, that has like a, a snare trap. They made a snare trap, basically. Yeah. Um, and they just put an ox like on the other side of a snare trap in like a gorge that only had like one way in and, uh, they captured it. That's it. No, like it was boring, and it took them like five hundred words to say it. That that is a pretty boring yeah. story. It's- but it didn't dissolve, so you know, score one for the trappers. <laughs> yeah, so so that was it. That's pretty much it for for the Hodak. So yeah, it has an interesting history. Like just people seem to have uh, used it to blame like cattle death and stuff on. Yep. yep. But not quite as sexy as the chupacabra. Nah, nah. Well, chupacabra's where it's at. Now that we are running long, we do want to get to our other segments. So I'm going to say that uh, we're going to adopt this thing. So. My diagnosis is that no one has been treating you well. Love's the only medicine. Okay, so we are going to monster adoption. Uh, agency or orphanage. I don't know. I have to finalize this. Um, you you have yet to set the parameters yeah. precisely. Yeah, I'm going to say it's an orphanage just filled with uh, little seven year old monsters. So this is so it said that it was four foot long. The only measurement we got was four foot long. And that is technically a large yes. lizard. I was just ex- That's a pretty- I was just expecting a larger lizard. Yeah. I mean that's what like a foot and a bit shorter than me. Yeah, not 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 too much shorter than you. So Hodag probably uh fuck you up. Yeah, I'll fuck it up. I mean, I don't know. Did, did you have any lemons lately? I'm bipedal, bitch. Did you have <laughs> any lemons lately? Um, I could find some. I'll put them on my axe. It'll be great. Uh, so so it's a uh, so I would say that it's probably a seven year old version of it. I would say it probably would be like like a like a little over a foot long. Can do you think it lashing out when you laugh at well, it well, is inherent to well, its well, nature? Or do you think well, we have to we get can... through the rest of it, sorry. So it's a seven year old version of it. Okay? And you're going in and be mm-hmm. like, hey, I think we found the perfect monster for you to adopt. Also we need to decide are these oh, intelligent or new. not? Because I feel like if you're an orphanage they have to be at least intelligent enough to be a child. And if they're not in an orphanage, you're just you're going to a kennel or a shelter. Okay, so this is this is why we're updating it I, because our Galanipper broke the system. the 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 fucking mosquito ruined everything, as they do. Yeah. So, so are we considering these intelligent enough to be in an orphanage, or are they in a kennel? I always thought it was an adoption center, so. Why why can't it have both? Because some cryptids are are intelligent and some of them just aren't. This one is obviously a bit intelligent because it can outsmart cattle. Well, also, it knows that it's ugly and it's crying about it, which means it's smart enough to know that. So, you know, this one is intelligent. I reserve the right to say that some of them are just 
dumb by their very but some nature. kids are also very dumb. Yeah, but that's not true of all human children. I also like to imagine... See, the thing is, I don't want to have to get changed between... Can, because I like the I like the optics of an orphanage filled with monsters. Why can't it be an orphanage with the stables? Like it, we could go full on Harry Potter with it. It's this beautiful, ornate orphanage that also comes with kennels and stables attached, where all of the children and animals are seen to and waited on hand and foot. I don't know. That sounds like some like that sounds implausible. You know, it sounds implausible, much like the Hodak. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, well, let's not make this intelligent then. Let's just make a you're adopting like a lizard thing. So it's still the equivalent yeah, of a baby. A intelligent it's the equivalent lizard. of like a kitten version of one. Yeah. So it's gonna be about a foot long, but- I guess. I would say I would say that a cat is a, a kitten is about fourth of the size of a normal cat. Fifth no, of a size? You haven't. You haven't held a kitten baby. I mean, I have. No, like well, the, no, I'm talking about like a kitten that can walk on around. My hand. No, oh. a seven year old. Like, I'm talking about the seven year old version of a cat, which is like a kitten that's like six weeks old. Oh, yeah, that's like a tenth of a. It's a tenth of a fat cat, but I think about the fourth of. The fourth of the size of Dex- <laughs> Dexter, who is. Like a very slender cat. As opposed to Olivia. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. So, but let's say it's about a foot, maybe foot and a half long or something like that. And um, it does cry when you put it up in a mirror close to it. It it it, it cries. It's just like, oh no, I'm ugly. It learns it learns about it learns about ugliness for the first time from you. Okay, so that's intrinsic to its nature. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. That, I think that I think that I think that uh, it well, I think that it has depression. And we need to we If if it's 7, you can put it next to a mirror and it goes I'm ugly, I'm crying. It it either it's intrinsic to its nature that it just hates itself or Whoever the fuck is running this place is an evil it monster. Could have, it could have had very bad parents that, that passed, and then it went to the orphanage. I know at, I, at seven, I was a fucking mess, so I'm just saying. Why do se- you do this? <laughs> Why do you do this? You're like, you, you, we, we have these monsters. They come with pre-built wonderful stories or occasionally horrible stories, but, you know, they come pre-built with stories. And then we get to this point where where if if we're not fucking them, which good in this case, we're in the orphanage, and then you just try and like peel back the story. You're like, I'm Jesse. How much of this story can I erase so that I can take this creature home? And then when we get to the toddler thing, it's I'm Jesse. How can I make sure that as few toddlers die as possible? And I feel like you just chip away at them. Just so you can get to the end of the segment and go, yes, I'm taking well, it home. My, well, my answer is yes because I like lizards. But I want to. I want to. But I want to say, okay, it either has it either has really bad depression. I'm just saying, as a seven year old kid, I was very fucked up. Uh, also, I had bad parents. By par- bad parents, I mean I had bad parents. 
followed with a bunch of other bad grandparents. But I was fucked up and definitely depressed. So Yeah, but not but not every single one of these lizards has either okay, so again, either Every single one of these parents has shit. Uh, these lizards has shitty parents that abuse them in the same way to get the same outcome, or it's intrinsic or, to their nature. Because all the ones that aren't in this orphanage are also crying when they see themselves. Maybe they have a brood mother who's that. They, they all come from the same one. They all come from the same brood. <laughs> Yep, they all come to the same broodmother who's very mean and then kicks them out. (laughs) All I'm saying is that I have a case study of one mom and she was a bad example. Uh, Fair. (laughs) You know, sucks to be you, not everybody has that. No, I think I think I think that they are uh, I think that they're all depressed in some way. So they have clinical depression. All of them have clinical depression, yes. All of them, so you're adopting a special needs child. Yes, but also, but it's 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 special needs in a way that I know that I'm also sad and cry a lot. Is it just that you, is it just that you empathize with all of the monsters we bring? Almost except, all of them. Except last week when you desperately tried and I refused to let you for a good ten minutes. I think I mean, I do empathize with most of them. I, d- I like monsters, okay? I like monsters too, but I think they're monsters. They're not mon- things I can cuddle and take home. I think I could cuddle and take... It's like it's gonna be like, what, four foot long? That's like a real big iguana. I had to look after a five-month-old Dachshund earlier that ended up pissing on my neck because it was too freaked out that it couldn't see its dad. And oh, no, Dutch Dutchins fucking suck. I hate them. <laughs> like they're one of the few dogs. I'm just like, no, beagles are the other one. Dutchins and beagles. Like I hate it's, them. It's a perfectly lovely dog, but it's a, it's a little thing that's really difficult to deal with. I think. Well, having got to the other parts, I could teach it to love itself because I love it. Oh, is that how you fix clinical? Oh, Jesse, is that that's, how you fix clinical depression? That's how you fix clinical depression. That's how you fix things. To love you enough. Yeah. Oh. That, no, that's why. That's why I've only had bad relationships because I because I pick up people who think I could fix. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach it to love itself. The Jesse School of Psychology. Hey, I know I know depression is bad and it's never going to be real really cured. You can only cope with it, but I can help you out with it. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but it okay, will be Okay, we're really peeling back the layers. <laughs> Empathizing with all of them. They all have Jesse's shitty mother, but in lizard form. And also you can cure clinical depression with love. Yes, yes. A- any any other fucked up stuff you'd like to add to the list today? Uh yeah, I'll tell them that they're perfect the way they are and that they can never disappoint me. Oh god. <laughs> no, Jesse, you're worth more than that. <laughs> so, no, I, I would take I would take them because I do I'm a sucker for a sad boy. Is the getting angry when I laugh at them Is that inherent to their nature? Because I don't want a mopey teenage boy that can lash out and murder me. Even well, when it's 
even when it's a foot long, it can do that. Okay, well, well, here's, 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 okay. So here's, here's what, how am I looking at it, okay? I'm, I'm imagining it the same as the cat. Cause like almost every time I laugh at Dexter, it's because he's fucked up and he's angry. <laughs> almost every single time. Yeah, and, that's fair. Sure, he'll lash out. He'll lash out. But, you know, if you have a four foot long lizard, which is about the size of a large iguana, put them in the fucking terrarium. That terrarium has to be the size of my bedroom. You just put them if in a, their own long. room. They're, they're in their own room, and it's uh, padded, and you're just like, okay, cool. And then you laugh at what, them on no, the other side. No, I just side. occasionally throw a cow over the top. I'm not taking this lizard home. I'm not I, I doing am. it. I, I am, because I like lizards. <laughs> it's an ugly as fuck lizard. It's like, no, I'm not doing it. Actually, no, it has hair, so I'm not going to. I forget about the hairy stuff. Yeah, it's a no, hairy it has hair. lizard. No, it's too ugly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna laugh at it and then leave the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even Jesse can love a hairy lizard. No. If it was, if it was cat, if it was friend shape, probably. But it's not friend shape. No, it's not, and it can't take a joke. And I don't want to bully it or anything. I don't but, know. Sometimes you, know, you just laugh at other people's misfortunes, I, especially cats. Yeah. Whenever I laugh at my cat, it's because she just fucked up. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that shouldn't be a death sentence for, for me. But at the same so, time, like a four foot long dog could fuck you up. So. A yeah. four foot, yeah. A three foot long dog could fuck you up. Dogs. A two foot long one, I think I could take. If I can kick it, if it's if it's like small enough that my foot can hook and it can reach terminal velocity, then it's okay. But I think anything that I can't kick in such a way as it leaves the ground. Oh, I'm so fucked. you want to hear uh, one of the other things that I used to that used to talk about that that led into baby fight. Like how far you think you could, uh, how far you think you could fling a toddler? But yeah, uh, so uh, so I guess we're gonna go to uh, the baby fight because yeah, we're gonna fight these things. Okay, I think this one's gonna be a bloodbath. Uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this, this is. Like, last week I thought a bunch yeah, of toddlers so, were going to die. So, but to no, uh, no, set no, no, the no, scene, no. we are in an American this, style this football one. field that is inescapable. On one end, we will have the Hodag by itself. And on the other end, we'll have a portal of infinitely spawning toddlers who are about, uh, two and a half feet tall. They will have, uh, they can. They can uh, go upstairs one foot at a time, and they can jump up up and down with both feet. Uh, they can also they also oh. sleep eleven hours a day, weigh about thirty pounds. Uh, they get big, bad, big, sad, and they have a bloodlust. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes the nap gets. Yeah, so every minute a toddler comes out, and this and this poor hodag is just up against these toddlers. By poor Hodag, I mean in its environment, because this is smaller than a cow of <laughs> these toddlers. So, how many toddlers do you think it would take to beat a Hodag? 
So it's 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 a lizard. They can't yeah, really see, it has a strong over. base. So the main because one of the main things that gets a lot of uh, that gets a lot of hominems, uh, not hominems, uh, uh, humanoids, hominids, or humanoids, or humanoids. Yeah, humanoids. Uh, they they can get knocked over, and you can latch onto their limbs. Um, and that pretty much takes out a lot of, lot of, but. That's how most of them end up going down. Well, a lot of well, that's one way. That's one easy way to get uh, take one down, though. Like if you're gonna incapacitate someone, it's gonna be easier if you can get them flat on their back. It's gonna be a lot 100%. harder to do that with a lizard because first off, not only is it very, not only does it have four four legs, but it also has wide feet, which means it's gonna be real hard to knock over. Also, this one has exceptionally wide feet. Yes. Also, it has spine and a horn. Also, it eats meat too, so it's not going to starve itself out just because it doesn't have its uh, source of food. Yeah, no, it can just keep eating toddlers. Now, if we and if it has lizard skin, they probably can't bite it. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to bite through it as well. Also, the hair is going to be kind of hard because I I know toddlers like to bite on things. I don't think they're going to want to bite through something hairy. No, they probably chew on the hair. Yeah. Um rather than But but we do have to we do have to contend with the fact that it is it is four foot long. So not as big as I thought it was before. So it's not a massive it's not a massive creature. But it can bring down cows. It can bring down cows. Multiple well, cows. Well, I do want to bring the size into thing because because it's not just it's not just the toddlers that are alive that take it down. Sometimes the dead toddlers take it down as well. You think it's gonna get crushed under the dead toddlers? I think what's gonna I think what's gonna happen because it doesn't It can move relatively quickly because it can melt away when you're not looking. Well well no, apparently it's slow but it can jump. Oh, uh, so it can jump away. But here's the other thing though. It doesn't like being laughed at. And one of the things toddlers do is randomly laugh. So I think that would take some away some of its strategic stuff it can do away because if you because it's going to get aggressive if it thinks that the toddlers are yep a hundred percent like toddlers do three things they yell they cry and they laugh yep no a hundred percent and if it gets but then if it gets into a bloodlust if, yeah, if it gets into a bloodlust I, I think that's i think that's we can ta- i think we can take away some of the, I think we could take away the jumping at least a little bit because that seems to be like a diversion, like a uh, evasion tactic, more than yeah. anything. Very well thought out. Because if you're jumping, you have to have you have to be able to in your head calculate how far you're going to go, where you're going to land, am I going to be able to reach it, even if it's subconscious. True, true. You do, you do have to do that, so that would take away some of its jumping. Yeah, and I think the bloodlust mm. thing would be. I think you can take it away with the bloodlust. Take that part away. So okay, but you can take away the you can take away the jumping, but I think it will be a bit more um, vicious to whatever toddlers are near its face. So it depends on if it goes towards the thing that's laughing at it or not. Yes, which I think it might. I- like. Like it yeah, has no, to. Yeah. Like it has to. If it knows it's being laughed at, then unless the thing in front of it's like pointing and laughing at it, like it has to know what laughter is in the first place. 
Mm-hmm. So unless the thing yeah. in front of it is going ha 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 at it, we'd have to be able to hear it. It had to at least be able to like you know locate the sound like vaguely. So I I think so we, I think we broke down I think we broke down most of the stuff anyway. Well, a toddler is doing what a toddler does and laughing with joy. Okay. Let's say it's the first toddler that approaches it. Okay. Right, toddler. No, so it races, it waddles towards the toddler. Yeah, go whoa, 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 Because we've said it's not exactly going to be top of its game with jumping. Yeah. When it's in a bloodlust. So, but then it eats that toddler. Yeah, probably gores it with its horn, nose horn, and yeah, that's it. That toddler's done. Yeah. So I guess it's snacking. So you know, nom nom yeah. nom nom nom, and then another toddler comes up. Let's say it's not laughing. Let's say it's crying or something. That's not laughing. Does it? Does it no. go? So does it? Like, what's it? So a toddler's still going to be a significant size, like significantly big to it. Because if it's four foot long and a, being a lizard, that's going to be in length. Yeah, it's not going to be that tall. It's not going to be that tall. Toddler might be taller than it. So the ridges. So that does that does bring up another thing because one of the reasons why I bring up a toddler can jump with both feet is because 30, 30 pounds jumping up and down on you pointedly would do a lot of damage after a while. It would, but I don't think they can jump up and down on it until it's on its side. Well, no, no, because it would because if it's because I mean, if you look how like a lizard stands and everything, like a toddler would probably be able to step on. I could step on it, but I don't even think I could jump on it because of the spines. Yeah, but a toddler's not going to think about that. They're going to jump on and whatever. A toddler isn't as coordinated as either of us, so what will happen is they'll try and jump on it, and then they'll slip. Yeah. And they'll crack themselves on the spine, and then yeah. that's one toddler. But then we have a then we have a four foot long lizard with thirty pounds on its back all of a sudden. Assuming the toddler falls on it. Assuming, yeah, if it falls on just... it, then it has 30 pounds stuck on it and has no way of getting it off. Oh, you think they're going to get gored by the... Yeah. Uh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's its downfall. No, that's its downfall. I think it's going to die of suffocation. I think what's going to happen, I think what's going to happen is enough toddlers are going to climb it. on it, it's going to shake, and it's going to it's gonna get enough of them, and the dead toddlers are just going to squish it. Yeah. Death by god toddler corpses. Because I can't. All right. Because I, I mean, it can't weigh more than I, I'm going to say it's a beefy boy. Let's say it weighs like thirty pounds. Let's say we're. Let's just say it weighs as much as a toddler. It's a real fucking beefy, dense lizard. Surely a lizard weighs more than that. Uh, if it's beefy, I don't know. It's four foot it, long. That's a part of that's tail. True. I don't know how pounds work, so you know, I'm the wrong person to ask. You know, but it's it's going to be a significant. I think it's going to be significantly hindered. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, and I think what's going to happen is like if you get the if you get enough on it, like it's just going to suffocate. I don't think it's going to even take that many. Now, will it be able to take care of a lot of them? Yes, but it, uh, like, but I think it would have to be non-hindered. So we'd have to consider like what is the probability of a toddler getting on top of it. Or falling on top of it, or like hindering it in some way. 
Well, they'd probably pull at the spikes as well. Yeah. They'd like pull at them and then fall over, and then that would. That would hinder. I think that would hinder it as well. I'm gonna be real generous and say it's like twenty, but only because I think one snap or one gore from this will will do the toddlers in. Yeah, I, I would go. I would go around fifteen or so. Because I don't think all of them are going to want to climb up on it and stuff, but it's only going to take a few of them to get on top of it. Yeah, well, they're, they're, that's that's my thinking. Yeah. I'm going to go between Pretty 10, much. so 15, so 10, uh, 15 to 20, I'd say. 15 to 20, yeah, that that is possible. I think that's the highest number since, since, we, since I started doing this with you. We've been, we've also been talking about non, like, murdery monsters. That's true. Except for the the gilly uh gilly snapper or gilly the gilly snapper, but that was uh but that was the galley nipper. Galley nipper, sorry, galley nipper. The galley nipper, but that was technically too big for the arena, so Yeah, and thus died. <laughs> and thus died, yes. <laughs> so um I'm gonna say that I think we're pretty much done. Unless you have anything else to say. Resistance? Uh, no. No. I I want to meet Bill. Apparently, Bill's Bill like is real the good. real. Bill, Bill is my eternal cowpuncher. I don't know. As as ever, I leave with more questions than when I started, but that's how it should be. Yeah, I would say. Um... I wish we had a photo of the specimen. Real excited that somebody had one. If you look, if you look at the drawing, it looks nothing in the fearsome uh, creatures book. It looks like a big horn, like a big horny uh, bearded dragon. Well, let's do plugs. What do you have to plug? Gonna plug something a bit different today. Uh, I have a blog at yesthatfiona.com. I do a lot of really disparate things, but. I did an interview with a bunch of cute weirdos a few weeks back, which I'm quite proud of. So read about cute weirdos. Actually, pay attention, please. I've been screaming about it for two years. And look where we are. Yeah, it's becoming a worldwide cult for Donald Trump for some reason. Um, We also, because Jesse won't say it, we do have an email address. It's porn at creepyfans.com. If you want to send us anything, I do check it. Well, my name. It makes Jesse wish he was dead. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, my name is Jesse. I have a, I do have a, uh, I do have a podcast called Alphabet Flight, where I talk about Marvel uh, characters thrice weekly. I, by the time this comes out, will be past six hundred episodes. Love it. So. Um, yeah, that's a thing that you should definitely look into because I have a lot of backlog. And yeah, so, um, is there, well, since there's nothing, since what? Do you have a Patreon? Oh, yeah, I have a Patreon. It's, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash alphabet flight. It's because you do a lot of work on these, so you know, yeah, I mean, I do, I do work uh, on them, you know. Be cool you if could I also got paid for the value of my labor. 
this this is fast becoming my favorite bit of the episode. You could you could review it and everything. You could leave us a five star review. That'd be cool. I mean, we don't. I think the podcast has one review anywhere, and it's a five star one from me. Just going, I'm testing. But you could you could do it. And that's 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 how people could find us. Okay. Well, if you liked it. Well, um. Well, this this has been Creepy Critters, and uh, be the cryptid you wish to see in the woods, you beautiful abomination. Bye! Bye!